and welcome to the Prigya Arora show where we discuss aspects of law and entrepreneurship with people who have been there and done that. My name is Prigya Arora, founder of PA Legal and Intellectual Property Law Firm in India. And our guest for today is a very empowering woman, Miss Karen Finch, who is the CEO of Legally Yours. Welcome Karen to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, that's great. So Karen, let's start with a warm-up question, which is what is one thing in life you cannot live without? <laughs> so um, it's probably a standard, a bit of a corny one, but it's my family. I can't live without my family. So I've got um, four gorgeous children, um, including some identical twin girls and um, yeah, absolutely my family. And I mustn't miss out my puppy dog too. I've got a puppy dog called Maggie who often features on videos that I do. So yeah, definitely yes. my family. Awesome. I know it's, it's, uh, it, it's such a bl blissful feeling when we have support from people who are close to us and even our pets because I also own a pet because so I know how much love we get from them <laughs> <laughs> absolutely can't do any of this without them for sure yeah 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 so so Karen can you tell us something about your journey and how you became the person you are today yeah of course I can <laughs> so um we probably have to go back in time a little bit um <clears throat> excuse me and I'm, I'm just kind of getting over COVID so I'm sorry if I do a bit of coughing. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, so um, going back to my very early days, um, my my father was a serial entrepreneur and used to always have these incredible businesses um, and business ideas. And I think watching him grow up, particularly in my teens, I was really inspired by his entrepreneurial spirit. But also I got to witness, unfortunately, um, him go through a horrible commercial litigation. Um, and so what actually happened was that in the end, the commercial litigation dispute with the other side was okay and that got resolved. But what I actually observed as a 16, 17, 18 year old was actually looking at the toxic relationship that was formed between my dad and his business and the legal representatives. And it gave me this really interesting insight into the communication breakdown that happens between lawyer and client and, and the devastating effects that can actually you know, be caused because of that. So that really inspired me to go into law and study law. And so I went off on that journey and, you know, was really felt very privileged and honoured to be able to study a law degree. And I really took um, it that vocation. It was a vocation for me very seriously. However, unfortunately, when I came out of studying and I started working for a law firm, I began to realise that the business of law was um, something that I just had no idea about. And when I say business of law, these hourly rates and these billable units. Um, and way back when I was first practising as a junior lawyer, everything was about six minutes here, six minutes there, six minutes there. And there was no training, no discussion around client service delivery and the value that you were providing to clients. Um, and so in the end, I ended up having some pretty toxic relationships with clients who were getting invoices and not anticipating them. So I actually left the law with a really heavy heart because I thought that's all I ever wanted to be. And obviously I'm no good at doing it because I can't practice in that way. Anyway, 
skip forward, you know, a different career and, and obviously having a family and different things. I knew I wanted to get back into the legal industry. I didn't necessarily want to practice, um, but I'm, I was luckily I, I got to become involved with Legally Yours. I've now taken over that company from 2017. Um, and it's just great because it's using all that experience that I had in terms of the love of the law and the love of the practice of law, but actually helping lawyers move away from billable units into more of a fixed fee model and a progressive legal service delivery. So that was a really long kind of way of saying it all came together. Um, and obviously now I'm running a legal tech company. Awesome. Uh, Karen, this is so inspiring and I personally resonate uh, with it so much because I became a lawyer because of the commercial litigation going on with my father. Oh, wow. <laughs> we like twins. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So when I, I, I completed my engineering degree and after that we had a little time and my father was going through a commercial litigation and he uh, like it was involved legal and tech together. So I was like, if engineers become, become lawyers, they'll be able to understand it in a much better way. So why don't engineers, they become lawyers? <laughs> wow, there you go. We have our fathers to thank for inspiring us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Unfortunate times for them. But yeah, no, that's, that's so fascinating. And uh, similarly, as your, uh, your father, my father has been a businessman throughout his life. So. <laughs> There you go. Shout out to our dads, hey? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so Karen, you speak about fixed pricing a lot. And I know uh, like in the current era, we need to change from this uh, billable hours to fixed pricing and value pricing and whatever value clients get from us. So can you speak something about uh, your idea behind that and your idea uh, with legally yours doing a change from uh, basically the uh, billable hours to fixed pricing or value pricing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we knew, I mean, Legally Yours started back in 2014 and we knew then, wasn't so much here in Australia, but certainly in the UK, we were beginning to see this trend coming through where lawyers were starting to fix their fees. And, and it sort of came through probably high net worth transactional kind of in the banking finance space where a lot of law firms were saying, well, we'll fix, you know, we'll fix the fee on this transaction. It's something rinse and repeat. Um, and, you know, corporations, that's how we're going to get them across the line and, and they enjoy it. So we were beginning to see that movement coming through. Um, but what we were also beginning to see was clients saying, well, if I knew how much I was going to pay up front for my legal matter and I actually knew what I was going to receive for that, I would actually access lawyers. So, so we know 70 to 80% of people um, who have legal needs don't go and see a lawyer. They would rather ask another professional service provider, their mum, sister, someone at the dog park, their legal, their legal question or legal um, for legal advice rather than a lawyer. And we knew the number one reason with that was transparency in price. And also there's a lot of fear around, um, you know, everyone has that story that they went and saw a lawyer or their friend saw a lawyer. A couple of grand later, they didn't really get anything and they had no idea what they were actually paying for. So for us at Legally Yours, we completely reject the proposition that lawyers can't fix their fees. We know that they can. I think what's happened is, is since the introduction of billable hours in the 1980s here in Australia was that lawyers 
have kind of convinced themselves that what they're selling is actual time. But what we know, speaking to the thousands of clients that we've spoken to over the number of years, is that clients aren't purchasing your time. They don't care how much a lawyer spends in terms of time on their matter. They care about the output and they care about what they're getting and receiving. So the actual tangible output of what they need. So you know, I think once lawyers get their head around that their value is not time, their value is their output and their legal service delivery and their customer service and all those sorts of things, they can really then start to go, okay, how do I fix my costs around that? And I think understanding that there was a consumer kind of um, demand for that type of way of legal services being priced and delivered, coupled with the rise of legal technology, which was really exciting. So, so legal technology then is kind of like the tools that enables lawyers to then really get savvy about the way that they deliver their legal services and the way that they can price. Um, and so you've got that sort of perfect storm coming in around about 2015, 16, 17, to where we are right now today, which um, obviously I sort of sit in between legal tech and the legal industry um, and you know I'm incredibly proud to say we've got hundreds of lawyers on our Legally Yours marketplace who all offer fixed fees um, you know that is the guarantee that we provide in our marketplace so we want to make it simple convenient easy and non-fearful for people to come and find lawyers who are going to tell them exactly up front what their legal services cost and what they're going to deliver so so that's that's Legally Yours in a nutshell from the marketplace but what we actually do behind the scenes with all our lawyer members is we've actually got a community portal called the, on, the Legally Yours Hub or the LY Hub. And what we do is we educate lawyers on how to go fix fee. We help support them by connecting them to businesses and technology that can help them on that journey. And we connect them together too so that they can build referral relationships and they can get to understand and learn from each other as well. So we've got the Legally Yours Marketplace, which is what you see at legallyyours.com.au and sitting behind that web our online member portal, which is the LY Hub as well. Uh, so Karen, uh, so Karen, there, um, like one concern which I have with fixed pricing, like I am a supporter of fixed pricing always, but uh, coming to, for example, my field, some of the pattern drafts are very simple to write and they might take, uh, we might complete it within a day, but some might be very intricate and machines would be very complex and we would take 10 to 15 days to uh, complete that work. So in terms of fixed pricing, we can't give equal pricing to a draft which is taking uh, a day or which is taking 15 days. So fixed pricing, does it mean that for 15 days draft, I have a fixed price and for a day's draft, I have a fixed price or it should be general throughout? No, so fixed pricing, it's all about the value that you're delivering to yeah. the client and value is subjective to each individual client. So ironically, what we sort of say to lawyers is, is that you do have to spend a bit of time at the beginning understanding what the value of the legal service is to that client. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, the, the value to the, the first scenario that you mentioned, which is you can do it within a day, there's a different value to that because it's not as complex. It's probably not as... Um, you know, difficult and, and what they're asking. So therefore the value is at one point and that's, that's the value to that client. Um, so you price it to that. Um, whereas when you've got someone who's got something that's going to take two weeks, well, that's a very different proposition. And the value of what you need to do for that can be priced differently for that client because there's a different value to it. So it's really understanding 
not only what you're delivering in terms of the legal service and how you can package it up and how you you sort of you deliver that but also what that value is to that individual client so you know we often say um, value pricing and fixed pricing it's an art form it's not a, a mathematical equation that's a rinse or repeat mm-hmm. of course there are some areas like say for instance a will you might be able to say okay for a will for this type of client it costs x amount so you can do certain things like that yeah um, but really understanding who you're delivering that legal service to and what that value is to that client is going to help you on your you know fixed pricing and value pricing journey wow awesome so i think uh, this clarifies uh, a lot like it i think it is a general query of all lawyers so it will ca- clarify it to a greater extent that it doesn't mean that you do all the cases at the fixed price but it it just means that you are valuing your clients you are understanding them and then proposing a fixed Absolutely. Right. And there's an incredible person in Australia who's a bit of a legend in this space. Um, so if anyone wants to follow him, his name is John Chisholm, C-H-I-S-H-O-L-M. Um, he's absolutely incredible. The the um, content and articles that he writes on this topic, but he is our sort of number one go-to and I've learned so much about this from him. So I'd highly recommend um, following him on LinkedIn. Wow. So people do follow him on LinkedIn and we'll also tag him on our post whenever we post this. So So Karen, uh, now coming to you and women of Australian legal tech. So you have been leading that that as well. So what made you attracted towards that cause and how you went uh, through about it? And we'll talk about that uh, in questions to follow. (laughs) Absolutely. No, really, really excited. So I've been, um, excuse me, I've been sitting on the board of the Australian Legal Tech Association now for a number of years. Um, And the Women of Australian Legal Tech has really been sort of um, more about us sort of coming together as a community. So the females in legal tech and and females in law and sort of being able to get to know each other. So it's been more of a networking type um, kind of initiative within the Australian Legal Tech Association. So that's alter.law. However, last year we decided that um, that just wasn't enough, that networking and sort of getting together wasn't really going to fulfil our mission of really making females in legal tech and women in legal tech really um, come out out of the shadows and be visible. So we commissioned a report um, with the assistance of Pexar, which is a huge legal tech company here in Australia, prop tech company. Um, and we basically did a whole data piece around, you know, looking at, you know, why women um, in legal tech are so underrepresented, why we're so underfunded, and what are the actions that we can actually do as an association to help make women, female voices heard more clearly, make us more visible and help us with our funding situation. So So um, Walter is officially launching, I'm so excited to say, on the 28th of April, so a bit later this month. Yay, so excited. (laughs) So we're having a big big party and a big celebration. Um, And what we're actually going to do is we are committed to the next 12 months of bringing three initiatives into fruition. One is what we're calling our Walter Collective Funding Co-op. So we're really looking at ways that we can educate our female founders in legal tech, help them with their funding situation, but also educate the investor market around who these women are, that maybe their companies aren't structured in the way that you would normally see perhaps in our male colleagues' legal tech companies. So really helping educate and match together on both fronts. 
and hopefully make some inroads in that just, you know, terrible statistic, which says that only 2% of global funds ever get down to female founders um, in tech in general. So we want to make an inroads into that. Um, our other two initiatives is a resource hub. So where we can almost write like a, a playbook that we can give to the future women of legal tech and say, here it is, read it, hit, learn from our stories, hear all the little kind of tips, tricks, hints and pointers that we want to give you um, and let's share all that information. So I think that something that men do probably a lot better than women is they're really good at sharing information and really good at having these really robust networking relationships that perhaps women traditionally haven't been able to do because we've been too busy running families and yeah. all the rest of it. So um, we want to kind of bring that to the table in our resource hub. And finally, we're really excited about doing a directory, but it's a directory with a difference. So one of the observations we had on our Walter research report, which is you can actually find at alter.law, which is called Legal Tech um, Diversity, um, It's Time for Action. Essentially, what we found was that people couldn't even, we, we interviewed a whole heap of our stakeholders and investors and different things. They couldn't even name one woman in Legal Tech um, founder. And we thought that was absolutely just horrific so with this directory what we really want to do is put front and center the women behind the legal tech companies we'll do that with a number of ways such as you know obviously photos and podcast interviews and videos and stories and really showcase that we are the women of Australian legal tech. And one of my greatest hopes is that we can inspire, perhaps there's a whole heap of women, you know, young lawyers, young female lawyers sitting out there going, you know what, I'm interested. I've got a great, brilliant legal tech idea, but I just don't have the confidence to do it. And we want to inspire them and say, come and do it, come and take the plunge, take the leap. And we are your community that can surround you. So um, that's the Women of Australian Legal Tech. And yeah, as I said, 28th of April, we're launching officially. So very excited. Awesome. So we'll give you a shout out on 28th of April from India. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I know this cause is so important and I, I think it should just flow throughout the world because uh, as you said, while I go in networking events, it's mostly the ratio would be one or two, eight or one to nine. Like there would be one women and nine guys around. So the ratio is that high. And sometimes it's feel like, okay, am I doing something right? Or whether should I be at home and sit comfortably and work from there? But then it's like, I feel like if I don't take that leap and go out, then why, why would other women do? So it's... Absolutely. It's we, we, we work off the mantra, you can't be what you can't see. Um, so it's really, really important that we are visible. It's really important that people know who we are. They see our faces. Um, because like you say, when you, when you see someone else doing it, you can, you can actually dream that way. You can become that way because you've got something to go against um, and, you know, to, to replicate. And so, you know, we're really lucky here in Australia. Our legal tech um, industry, you know, is so thriving and there's so much great legal tech out there. And the women that we have within this space are, you know, they're now starting to expand their businesses globally and different things. We just want to show them. We want to shine the light on them and we want to make them more visible so that, you know, like I said, we can pave um, the future and pave the pathway for the future of women legal tech um, coming up. Wow, awesome. So Karen, have you personally felt uh, some disassociation or anything from your male colleagues? Like, uh, yeah. 
Absolutely, I have. Um, and I've been sort of doing this for, for nearly six years now. Um, I have felt very isolated. I, I still remember in those early days of when we were building Legally Yours and we were building our legal tech company and our products. Um, I didn't have anyone that looked like me or had the same circumstances as me. The networking was a real challenge. Um, you know, often the networking events were at night. Well, I had small children. I had, you know, I had four four children in three and a half years because I had twins as my youngest you know I didn't have the ample time to be out at night you know I still I still for, for me personally wanted to do school pickups and school drop-offs and so I think what you know I found was the greatest challenge was that there just wasn't those forums or those environments or that ability to be flexible around the way I needed to do things and the way that I was building my company um, and so yeah I spent a lot of time feeling a bit isolated and a bit sort of like the one that kind of got left out or you know perhaps you know I didn't really yeah. know who else to connect with um, and again this is why I'm so proud of what we're doing with the Women of Australian Legal Tech with Walter mm. is that we, we're providing that space and that platform to say you know we'll do things virtually we'll do things around you know during the day rather than at night because we know it's hard and the yeah. struggle is real so we want to be able to you know really be able to do that and provide that flexibility because no one should be disadvantaged um irrespective of their circumstances and that probably goes for males too so um yeah we're all about difference and we're all about sort of really providing great opportunities that are outside of the box Awesome, Karen. I think you have put it very rightly. Like uh, in India also, uh, whenever I have a community of women around and we go to a networking event, everybody's problem is, oh my God, it's nighttime and it's too difficult because we have to see our families. Uh, and, you know, family comes first. So it's not their problem also. But then I feel like, why are all networking uh, events kept at night? <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. absolutely. And it's just, and, you know, for even a lot of men though now, you know, certainly they, you know, they feel that pressure as well. And, you know, we just shouldn't be disadvantaged by those circumstances. And, you know, I think, I think as well, I think women probably haven't been as good as forming those, particularly here in Australia. You know, a lot of men get their networks from high school days, you know, where they mm -hmm. went to high school and, yes. and, and they follow those through. Whereas women have, we, we tend to sort of let those and those friendships become a bit fragmented or we don't have those business networks which are also friendship networks and we want to make that happen we want to be that sort of you know place that they can come in and they can you know they can we can celebrate their successes but we can also you know help them through their their you know not so great times too and perhaps you know failures and be there to support um support all women so it's not like we are saying something against men. It's just like we are just putting our problems in front because what happens generally everywhere or I think mostly in India is whenever a woman gets married, they go and settle at the men's place. So they have their high, high school community right beside them, helping them physically. Be, uh, the physical presence is very nearby. But for us, it's like we have been dissociated to a new place. We have started... Uh, you know uh, started from scratch and yes we are building a net new network now so it becomes a little and that's difficult. incredibly hard that's incredibly hard yeah. because you're starting off already behind the eight ball and I think it's that appreciation of sort of saying well what are the ways we can keep you connected in you know what are the ways that we can make this more flexible and give you this support so that it's in a way that you can tap into and not feel sort of like you're being pulled in a, you know multiple different directions um so you know I think I think it's a global problem I don't think it's specific to any particular country 
country. And, and I think, you know, more and more, again, you know, harping back on technology, we are so lucky that we have technology that can enable all of this to happen. So, yeah. Definitely. So now, uh, Karen, coming uh, back to you, what is, uh, like, how do you manage stuff together? Like, there is a lot. There is a family, there is Legally Yours, there is Volta, there, there are other networking events. So how do you stay on track and you stay motivated? So I'm, I'm a person, you might be able to hear it in my voice, that's completely driven by passion. Um, I really, really believe that what we're doing with Legally Yours um, is, you know, it, it's so important for everyone to, to understand that, you know, being able to provide accessibility to legal services and, and to the gatekeepers of justice is just so important because the earlier that people can get the right advice and the right connection to the lawyer, the less problems like we saw with our, with our dads, you know, that they can avoid those problems down the track. So I am just purely driven by passion. Um, I'm not one of these people that says that you can have it all. Um, I think that you can have it all, but maybe at different times during the day or different times during the week. So for me, you know being organized um, I have to be militantly organized in order to fit things in I have got an incredible husband who um, is so supportive and so on this journey with me and wants to see this you know legally yours be the phenomenal success that we want it to be so he stands beside me it is a juggle um, but look I think also being a little bit kind to yourself as well and understanding that you know you can't do everything and sometimes not everything's going to be done at 100 percent near enough is good enough um, but yeah keep the passion going and I have to say not once in the sort of six six years over six years I've been doing with this legally yours have I faltered in terms of the mission that we're on um, and the ability to really be able to help people find great access to legal um, to legal services here in Australia and hopefully very soon to the world. Yes it, it's it flows naturally from your voice that how passionate you are regarding your uh, things. And yes, I think the family is again very important because if we do not have that uh, ecosystem support system around us, it's very difficult for a women to practice because then we have so many other things to take care of as well. So I Absolutely. think it's, it's a community, it's a team effort for sure. Definitely. So very quickly, Karen, now coming to a rapid fire round, okay. what, what are the three things you are grateful for? <laughs> oh, you're probably going to guess my first one. So absolutely my family. I'm so incredibly grateful for them. Um, my business partner in Legally Yours, her name is Bianca Dowdell Munro, another completely incredible, strong female. Um, and my Legally Yours team, I, I just can't thank them enough. And, you know, we are all as passionate about what we're doing and we're all on this mission um, to create greater accessibility to legal services, which is good. But I think the thing I'm also really grateful for is that, you know, I know that I'm in a very privileged position that I get to, you know, live in my passion every single day and get paid for it I think that's something that you know we tend to forget that you know everyone's can be passionate about something but actually getting paid for it to me is my version of what success is and so I'm in I, I absolutely recognize the privilege that I have in that and I'm extremely grateful that I get to to live that life awesome now two three two traits or habits you think are useful for a legal career 
Oh God. Okay. So I think I've already probably indicated this, but absolutely lawyers need to understand what their value is to their clients. And I can't emphasize that enough. So absolutely. First and foremost, lawyers need to be trained and they really need to understand, you know, what is the value that you're providing to your clients and how do you extract that information from your clients? So it kind of flows into the second thing, which for me is really, really good empathy and really good listening skills. So for me, those are the two things that you need. You need the understanding of your value and you need the ability to be empathetic and really listen for what that value is because then everything flows from that. So once you know what your value is and you've really listened to what your client's problem is, you can provide that value price and that fixed fee because you know exactly what it is that you're delivering and what it means to them. So yeah, they're my two <laughs> things. And, and unfortunately, I don't think they get um, taught at law school. I know that there are some um, Australian um, law universities over here who are looking at these sorts of things and saying how do we infuse this kind of learning into our law degree um, but absolutely those are your two key things empathy listening skills that leads to value pricing is absolutely important for the legal career and now one aspiration you have for the future <laughs> Well, you can probably guess, but my aspiration would be that every single lawyer around the world would be delivering some form of fixed fee or value pricing. I just think that billable hours is a model that is flawed. I think we need to give it away. I think that it's, you know, not only do we know, know, 100% we know that it's better for clients and it means that more clients access our legal services, but it's healthier for the lawyer. It's healthier for the legal, the law firm culture because lawyers are actually being valued for their expertise and their experience and their knowledge and not just for sitting, watching a clock tick down. Um, you know, having been in that environment where, you know, we were sort of encouraged to do these like little minute credits and, you know, where you can round up and round down and it became, it was, it was a profession unto itself, was on the clock. Um, and that's not what being a lawyer is about. That's not what clients want from us and that's not what our value is. So um, absolutely, if we could get to that point, um, I would be one very, very happy person. <laughs> awesome. Perfect. So uh, now, Canon, some key takeaways that you uh, think are useful for young lawyers and legal entrepreneurs? Legal All tech. Right. <laughs> People <laughs> yeah. in legal tech. <laughs> Absolutely. So I've got three of them. So one thing, first is relationships are key. Relationships are key. So you've got to find those relationships and really build and nourish and nurture them. Um, you know, when I was first starting in Legally Oz, I made a commitment to myself that, you know, every week I would have at least three or four sort of, you know, phone call chats or, or coffee chats or, you know, now virtual chats um, where I would just, you know, I might not necessarily have a particular agenda to that call yes. or might not necessarily know if, where it was leading, but if they wanted to have the meeting, I'd take it and I'd have the conversation. What that has led over to the last, I, I feel like I know everybody, you know, I feel like I've got this really wonderful um, network of people that I, you know, I've been able to, you know, develop and nurture and nourish relationships with. And the relationships are the key to your success because it's sometimes not what always what you know, but who you know um, and who you can call on in those advice. So absolutely build your relationships. My second thing is always keep testing your theory, keep testing your legal tech and change and adapt if it's not working. So I know it's this sort of cliche adage, but 
fail fast, fail fast and turn it around and try something different. I see so many legal tech companies who sort of keep plugging away or they haven't gone back to test their theory. And the problem with that is you can spend years and waste so much money if you had just made the tweaks or changed differently. So absolutely adapt, you know, keep testing and fail fast is the next thing. And then finally, you're probably going to know what this one is, but find your tribe, find your tribe. So find that place of people who get you, you can be vulnerable with, you can share your wins with, you can share your fails with, you can share your frustrations with, but your tribe is key. And if you're, you know, in legal tech, um, come and look at Walter. I mean, we, it's exciting. Once you have your tribe around you and you can see examples and you can, you know, be inspired, everything changes. So there you go. Awesome. So I'll reiterate a few points. The first one is build your relationships. It's absolutely important because relationships, from relationships, you'll be able to develop yourself and also uh, probably get new work and build up clients and a community for yourself. Second is test and experiment whatever you are doing. I think experiment is absolutely important. We learn, we fail, we try, then eventually things work. And, and I'll, add, I'll add on that one is that I know that's really hard for lawyers. Yeah. Maybe not for people coming out of tech. I think tech, that is the world that you live in and, yeah. and you are very flexible. I think for lawyers, experiment, the words of experimentation and mm-hmm. failure seem to freak us out. It's like yeah. we can't fail and we can't can't experiment everything has to be perfect so I know it's counterintuitive to perhaps our legal personalities but it's really really important that we understand we need to do it I think it's important for strategies as well because we use like if we experiment we can experiment with different legal strategies uh, in handling a case and sometimes the strategy just works and we are like oh my god this happened really (laughs) so true so true yep Yeah. And the third one was find your tribe and your tribe will cheer you up whenever you are down and they'll not let you down any, any way, anyhow. I think that is very, very important. Absolutely. So Karen, thank you so much for being on this show. I absolutely love the conversation and I'm sure that I, our audience will also love it. Oh, thank you. And, and thank you to you for everything that you're doing as well. You're being a shining example of what it means to be a strong, empowered female in this industry. And I have to say, you know, I've, I'm, I feel really privileged and honoured to be able to speak to you, but to your audience as well. And it doesn't matter where we're based around the world. Let's come together and let's really change this accessibility to legal services services and legal tech you know go us <laughs> thank you thank you so much Karen thank you so thank much you. for your words hey there thank you for attending today's session if you enjoyed today's session do follow our channel and consider sharing it with a friend my name is Prigya Arora daughter of inspiring parents alumna of IIT Khadakpur engineer turned lawyer and entrepreneur and now founder of PA Legal where we help creators and innovators protect their intellectual property thank you